and welcome to Parapods, City of Parramatta Libraries podcast about uh, books, libraries, everything in between. And today, uh, I'm Catherine. Uh, my colleagues, Nissa and Lee, are going to be talking about books that relate to coffee. So what's the big deal about coffee? You know, it's a worldwide phenomenon, ladies. Um, you know what? My attention was just drawn to a really great um, saying. It's a Turkish proverb, actually. Yeah, thank mm. you for bringing that to my attention. And it goes like this. Coffee should be black as hell, strong as death, and sweet as love. Oh, I agree with that. Me too. Mm. When, you, when you told me that, I said, I love it. We're mm. going to say it. <laughs> but, ladies, today we're going to be looking at three books. Mm -hmm. The Monk of Mocha, that, and that's by Dave Eggers, whom some of you may already know. The Devil's Cup by Stuart Lee Allen, and A Lonely Planet Guide, the Global Coffee Tour. So, look, three really great books, which we all agreed that we enjoyed. Mm -hmm. um, look, I, um, I started, I guess we've all read The Monk of Mocha yeah. by Dave Eggers. Um, well, look, just briefly, I'll, I'll give you my thoughts, mm -hmm. yep. um, E and Nissa. And, um, yeah, look, I know apparently there's been quite a lot of... Um, um, you know, buzz around this book, I understand, yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't, hadn't actually heard of it, but I ha have known the writing of Dave Eggers. And, um, you know, I, I mean, I love some of the things he's done. The Circle is something that I know. And Hologram for a King. Hmm. So he, he often, you know, he writes about, um, you know, real events, people who've done really interesting things. You know, his books are often really sort of um, quirky. They kind of can be travel logs. Um, you know, they can be a bit political, yeah. uh, social commentary, and um, he's just an all-round really interesting writer. And this one looks at a young man who was raised in San Francisco, and he's um, actually... Yemenese. He is actually uh, Yemeni, yeah. a, Yem a Yemeni young American... Um, I think his dad was a migrant or something. Yeah. His grandfather and as well. I'm yeah. just looking at the map in this book. You can kind of see the places that he came from and the places yeah. that yeah. he was. Mm. Um, and it was news to me that coffee actually did originate in Yemen. But, you know, I'm thinking that Ethiopia, Yemen, I mean, these countries' borders were always a little bit flexible mm -hmm. throughout history. Yeah. So, you know, when we're going back in time, um, I mean, according to this book, Yemen played quite a big um, part mm -hmm. in the development of coffee mm. um, and, uh, and and other books, you know, not so much because, for example, we didn't see it in the um, global um, coffee <laughs> tour. So, look, I don't know. I mean, there's been a lot of instability in Yemen and that could be one of the reasons that, you know, Yemen, coffee in Yemen really um, was... Well, obviously, a depressed industry, and in fact, it didn't exist. And this book really is about this young uh, immigrant 
His name, Mister, I might have to ask you <laughs> to okay. help me I'm, with I'm that. I'm not entirely sure on the surname, <laughs> but I think his first name is Mukhtar and um, Al Kansali. I think. Oh, sorry, we tried to get advice on how to pronounce it, oh, but yeah. we, we were both yeah. stumped. But yeah, yeah uh, like you said, the stories about someone who hmm. was born in the United States but is of like a Yemeni background and. You know, he's sort of drifting, getting to that point in his life in his early 20s, not knowing what to do with himself. Everyone's sort of moved ahead. He's mm. not sure what he's supposed to do. Mm. Um, when he sort of lands on this idea of doing something about coffee and he finds out um, that Yemen, the, the, his, you know, the country of his parents and grandparents, his mm. ancestral home, uh, that used to be one of the main hubs of coffee production and um, exporting. Mm. And he gets so into this idea of reviving it because the you know uh, yemen as a place specifically the port of mocha um where we get the name of the coffee from um that has languished long ago as like a, a place of export and commerce and um yemen has gone from being one of the top producers in the world over the centuries to one that like you said we weren't a lot of us weren't even aware that it had anything to do with coffee so he goes on this journey throughout the book of trying to build um, you know, uh, this 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 coffee, well, uh, educate himself as he goes along, but to build this expertise and this business um, and really do it because he's passionate about coffee, yeah. even though he was 35 when he first had his first cup of coffee. I don't get that because I started as a teenager, but anyway, 35, it's a bit late. Um, so he goes... Better late than never. Well, yeah. <laughs> so he... Actually, no, he, he wouldn't be 35. But I, beg, I beg your pardon. I just realised he's not actually 35 yet. Um... Mokhtar is actually a young man. Um, yeah. I met Dave Eggers, the um, the writer. He was 35 when he had his first mm. cup of coffee. Mm. Um, so anyway, Mokhtar goes on this journey throughout Yemen, um, different areas he goes and he educates people about it and tries to bring back all these um, ancient ways of cultivating coffee. Mm. Um, and he's, he's so passionate. He I is. love about him. He's the passionate about coffee, mm. about uh, humanity. And he, he's the ordinary guy and living in the bottom society in America. He went back yes. to Yemen. He really changed agriculture there. And he wanted to... And I think it's also about... Uh, his uh, grandparents influenced him. Mm-hmm. Grandparents teach him, um, never uh, think about money in your heart. And put money in your hand, and mm. but never put money in your heart. Yeah. It's, I remember it's that, that sort of attitude... Same. He he take the people to his heart. Mm. That's why bring all the coffee beans and through the Yemen war to America. And he changed the history. And he really, it sounds like he really cares about Yemen. It's yes. not just a money-making venture for him. Of yes. course, there's that excitement about being a young mm. entrepreneur, but he cares about Yemen and the things that people are he going through with the war. He cares about people, yeah. yeah. And he wants to give them a fair wage and he wants yeah. them to go back to the days when they, you know, they had this great you know this produce that Thriving, they were so yeah um, that they were trade. so well known for mm. um and i mean it, it's it's remarkable it's such an adventure story almost isn't it like yes, all the things he has to absolutely. go through like yeah. ch- checkpoints and armed soldiers and militia mm. and like you know um issues at customs and it's 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 such a it's almost like an adventure out of like a yeah, in well, some ways I, a kid's book i almost thinking oh he cannot get out the uh yemen because he's like no airplane. Yes. Airplane has been bombed. Yeah. And no, like, particular, he was late for the ship. Yeah. And then what he's going to do? He literally take the boat without any engine, without na- navigator. Yeah. Cross the sea, cross yeah. the other land, 
and to get the airport. Yeah. Well, the political context that uh, Yi's talking about is the um, the uh, civil war, the sectarian yeah. war in Yemen. Mm. Um, at that period, um, um, Saudi Arabia was bombing Yemen, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. Uh, and the U.S. embassy essentially shut, shut. down. Yeah. So um, Mokhtar was stranded in Yemen, yeah. and that's the the last part of the book is yeah. the adventure yeah. story, and you know, this and he's trying he's, he's trying to, he's trying to get his beans out to go to like a San Francisco, yeah. uh, I think a conference about coffee exporters and it's important that he has to do it. Yeah. And he, like you said, he was trying to catch, I think, a Greek ship but he missed yeah, he it. Missed and he, it. he goes oh on this little gosh, boat. Yeah. To die. Which, and the funny thing is that when he talks about like getting on a little boat mm. with some people that has no engine trying to mm. get across to, which country was I it? I think is uh, what do you call it? Um, did you, did you Djibouti, I think. Yeah, Djibouti. Or was it? Yeah, possibly that one. Go to Mocha in the boat to Djibouti and then go to the Addis, Ethiopian, yeah. and then fly over. Addis, Ethiopia. Yeah. yeah, and that, yeah, Ethiopia. That, that actual journey is echoed in our next book, um, Devil's Cup, A History of the World According to Coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, if you read the book and look in the references for Monk of Mocha, you will notice that they talk about the Devil's Cup, and it yep. is one of the references. Mm. Um, the Devil's Cup, well, the Monk of Mocha was published in 2018, so it's, it's fairly recent. The mm. Devil's Cup was also published in 2018 with a new introduction. However, it was originally published in 99, yeah. and you can see the influence of that book mm. on the Monk of Mocha because they yeah. also talk about a journey that um, they take um, in the opposite direction, actually. Um, yeah. I think they go from, from Ethiopia, Ethiopia, or Ethiopia yeah. to Djibouti to, to Yemen in yeah. like a little Monka. boat again. Yeah. With and a they bunch go of... to Indian and back to Paris. Yeah. And all along the journey of coffee history. Yeah. yeah. And there's a yeah. lot that they, um, there's uh-huh. a lot that's in common in those two books, especially the, I think the adventure side of how chaotic it is. It's almost like, um, I feel it's almost like a, a travelogue in some ways, right? Yeah, like you really he, feel it. Like he, they, yeah, he introduced some history, and with the Maka Maka haven't told me yeah. about the Yemenis how they use a cart. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, after lunchtime they're going to chew cart for three hours, and the next day they came back for work. Yeah. Only because they run out the money. Yeah, and so, then for those of you who don't know what cut is, apparently it's this narcotic um, that you chew on, yeah. uh, and it has like um, I think it's been described as almost uh, you know similar to heroin in its yeah. potency. Yeah, as the uh, word uh, health, uh, word health has a, a category as uh, most dangerous, not most dangerous, as dangerous as a heroin. Yeah, yeah, it is it's a magic. narcotic, um, and it's pronounced quat, is it? Cut. We're not sure. Cut. We, we're, we're going with. It's interesting. It's interesting, ladies, isn't it? Because um, you know, every society. I mean, coffee um, is a, um, a stimulant. You know, coffee is something that we take. Um, you know, for our senses and you know yeah. to help keep us alert. And uh, you know, um, things like you know the drugs that uh, different societies use. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's very interesting to note that, um, you know, in the African Islamic world, um, well, alcohol is obviously replaced more or less by coffee. Would you yeah. agree with that? Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. Well, you know, cut, and, cut. Uh, and also that chewing narcotic. Yes. Yeah. It's actually called, cut was actually referred cut. to in um, the Devil's Cup as it was, yeah. the Never evil see. sister. Yeah, the evil the sister. The evil sister of yeah. coffee. 
Um, and that's one of the things that Mokhtar in The Monk of Mok actually mm. faced where when he went there and he wanted to encourage people to, you know, go back to yeah. cultivating coffee, he found that everyone was just cultivating cup because, because it was... Because of Luca. Yeah, Luca tea. exactly. It's, it's, they made money, so they, they don't make coffee plants because that's too cheap. And mm. then people privilege them. Yeah, yeah. And, and they would sell it to Saudi Arabia and yeah. that's how they would make their money because mm. they had lost a lot of the techniques to cultivate good coffee yeah. and that's why it was, you know, more of a financial incentive to do cut than that's one of the things um, I think Stuart mentions in The Devil's Cup about how there's so many cut, like people just mm. chewing that all over. Yeah. Like, what did he, I think he said something like three-fourths of people's income well, yeah, yeah. is Perks. somehow spent uh. on it. Yeah, yeah look, and you know, what, what I can gather from reading these books, it is something of a social um, evil in the sense that, um, you know, a little bit like any, uh, you know, drug addiction. Yeah. You know, it um, was banned in the it, 15th century. Coffee was banned because it's uh, addictive, excite the people's mind. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it was banned, but in, banned in the Arab world. Yeah, Aber, uh, Arab yes. Books? Because one one interesting thing Arabic about um, coffee and history, um, you know, you can read because I mean, uh, Stuart Lee Allen's um, The Devil's Cup is really a history yeah. of the world according to coffee. Yeah, yeah. Um, so even though it's a fun, rollicking, you know, adventure story, it's got some some really it poses some interesting questions. You know, for example, you know, was the Enlightenment um, precipitated by the love of coffee because, um, you know, all the agitators are <laughs> gathered in coffee houses yeah, yeah. and all the activists, oh, yeah, you they're know, talking about things Indian. like the French Revolution. Yeah. So, you know, it, it was really, you know, that was really, uh, and also I think, you know, in uh, it talks about the Ottoman Empire and, and Europe, I think, Vienna in yeah. Austria, yeah. Yeah. and you know how that you know coffee played a part. Yeah, they in take the coffee so seriously uh-huh. in the Vienna, um, and they um, if you like, you have to know how strong the coffee bean is and how much milk you put in, uh-huh. and um, you, you you can't like say like is the secret things for you to to take looks mm-hmm. like. Um, well, specialty coffee is a very serious business. Yes. Um, mm. You know, having read The Monk of Mokka and, you know, um, the description of the classes that yeah. Mokta has to take, yeah. you know, to become a... Um, oh, that's uh, Greta. A he is the first number one Arabic uh, Greta, coffee Greta, Greta, in the world. Yeah. 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 And it was like take two years for him to get that title. Yeah, to get that, that yeah. expertise. And then I think mm. takes us quite neatly to our third book, um, which is Global Coffee Tour by Lonely Planet. Um, mm. And that's part of Lonely Planet's food series. I think they're doing quite a few ones now, branching out a little bit from travel guides although in some ways this book is it still has that travel element if you read it um mm-hmm. it's this lovely book uh, again lots of pictures i think we've talked about previously about some of the the better looking lonely planets that are coming out um, this one actually how many yeah. countries was it e 37 countries 37 yeah. countries so it refers to 37 countries um a lot of the main coffee places there things you could do while you're getting a coffee, um, mm. uh, how you can order coffee in different countries, mm. what you can, uh, what it can be accompanied with. I remember um, you mentioned about you've been Turkey and yes. drinking a very experienced uh, coffee experience. Yeah. yeah, so well, in the book, Turkish coffee, yeah, that's Turkish quite, coffee, it's yeah. quite different, let's just yeah. say, from what we're used to. So in the book, um, 
Turkish coffee, which is called, I think, Kava. Um, Kava. Um, so they recommend in the book that you have it with a nargile, which is like a water pipe or a shisha. And that's one of the, the ways that they recommend you order it. Mm. Um, but I remember when I was at Istanbul, I, I had coffee, um, you know, when you go to these sweet shops, um, gorgeous sweets and, you know, traditional ones that they have in, in, in Turkey. And then when they see you're a visitor, they're so hospitable, so warm, and they will offer you, you know, a coffee, mm. like that thick sludgy sort of coffee in those lovely cups. Um you know when you're there but when I also was at the airport and I I thought okay look I'm just gonna leave let me have like this coffee for the last time and it came on a little tray with coffee in the traditional cups that have that beautiful it's like those um I think porcelain cups inside like a um a latticework almost metal um cup so it was in that on the same tray they had a glass of water and they also had a piece of Turkish delight and I mean I had tasted it before but I I was a bit puzzled about why they had wa- I mean, why are they giving me water on a tray with Turkish Delight? Strong and then I, I had it and I was like, oh, wow, yeah, I definitely need the water. As <laughs> strong as a death. I know. <laughs> exactly. Just like that quote. And I definitely needed the Turkish Delight. So that was definitely yes. one of the more interesting um, coffee experiences that uh, I've had. But I think you were talking about some as well. Oh, yeah. Lebanon. Um, they have a traditional one-year-old coffee and they give you a uh, cream. They got like this a big swirl in in the middle is a hole. You uh-huh. got to sip it immediately, uh-huh. and then that means you can get fortune in the future. Uh-huh. And when you finish the cup of coffee, you got to throw up the, the coffee into a plate, and people will read that shape and read fortune for uh-huh. you. It's very interesting. Uh-huh. I I talk to one of our colleague who come from the, the uh, Lebanon. Wow. And she said it's correct. Wow, that's oh, very very reliable. Yeah, that's, reliable. That's very Professor Trelawney for you, yeah. Harry Potter fans. There, but <laughs> yeah. so Catherine, what's your what's your oddest experience with coffee internationally? Um, well, you know what, uh, ladies, I was just going to actually Ooh. say that um, in this book, uh, Melbourne Coffee, you know, in um, Global Coffee Tour, mm-hmm. Melbourne Coffee, Australian coffee, is really highly. Rated and yes. highly respected. Yeah. And you know what? I have to confess, I haven't really um, had specialty coffee uh-huh. in the way, you know, um, like some people will, you know, go to great lengths to get a cup of that. Yeah. You know, that uh, uh, it's a whole range of specialist coffees. Yeah. But I have to say that, you know, if you go to Melbourne, mm-hmm. I don't think you can go wrong. I mean, overall, mm-hmm. I mean, I know this isn't like a particular cup of coffee that mm-hmm. I've had mm-hmm. but nine times out of ten you can get a really great coffee in Melbourne so I would absolutely rate Melbourne as the coffee capital yeah. of yeah. Australia too bad we live in Sydney <laughs> but they, they do give they still have some yeah, right? yeah and they, they give credit to Australia but I if I had a complaint about this book it would be that under the New Zealand entry right <laughs> they say that um both New Zealand and Australia claim to be the inventors of the flat white so I'm a flat white person and um, according to the book both New Zealand and Australia claim to be the inventors mm-hmm. but I feel like there's a bit of tone of disbelief when it comes to us being you know uh, the inventors because uh, under the New Zealand entry they say um, oh you know it has more of a no-nonsense Kiwi feel uh, just because you know North Island South Island those seem like no-nonsense <laughs> name therefore flat white seems like 
because it's just such a non no nonsense you know name I guess you can say for a coffee um, they think it must be more of a New Zealand thing and I was offended by that let me just say <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we should get some credit there mm-hmm. um, but yeah it's, it's the old rivalry <laughs> rears its head across the ditch because I again I didn't I, I didn't occur to me that anyone else would lay claim to it um, yeah. but clearly yeah. our cousins across the ditch are that's doing right. that it's a friendly rivalry. Um, okay, well, look, you know, these books have been um, three really great reads. We yeah. really enjoyed them. We're all coffee lovers. Mm-hmm. And um, as uh, you were saying, Nissa, they're all, you know, new, relatively new yeah. uh, books. And so, well, we definitely recommend that um, listeners, dear listeners, you uh, read them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if you're interested in knowing what specialty coffee is um you know the kind that i drink every home is to be honest instant coffee so that's like something like 60 they got a high uh, caffeine inside yeah i oh, okay. aroma yeah so um specialty uh, coffee or third wave wave coffee is yeah, something yeah. that's um according to the lonely planet book anything that has between like 80 points out of 100 according to there's a special um that's like you were, you were talking about Mokhtar, grade. Yeah, yeah you were talking about Mokhtar being one of the graders and that's yeah. one of the things he would be great 90 percent is good yeah. 90 upwards is really mm. and commodity the the instant one that you know a lot of us have every day is like 60 to 80 so learning about mm. things like that the process uh, of like want a good coffee now yeah. exactly. <laughs> Um, we should be having coffee as we're yes. talking about this. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the process of coffee, how it's roasted, how it's packaged, how long you have to wait, oh you know, when yeah. picking, yeah. wet processing, Very dry processing. intensive. Yeah. And this, how much? Exactly. Oh and there's so God. much I think you can learn from these from books, books. As Absolutely. well as just like yes. an interesting story, mm. um, at least in two of them, about people going through the discovery and a bit like a travelogue and then you've got mm. the lovely lonely planet at the end which is a good guide for all the places you can see yeah. i don't think i've been to any of the sydney places in there except for toby's estate i think it's mentioned as one of the mm. uh, ones in there i've been to outlets but not the main one in Chippendale, uh-huh. but, um, i've been to the sun max square mm. in italy yeah had a cup of coffee with uh, tia maria inside beautiful Did, oh, was yes. it one of the ones that was mentioned here the yes. actual place oh nice yes. nice so you know what ladies that's our news resolution 2019 (laughs) we have to visit as many of these coffee houses as possible especially the ones that are closer to home yeah yeah agreed all right well thank you so much for being here today and we will see you next time so goodbye from me i'm Catherine, and goodbye from nissa e see ya see you bye Material presented in this podcast is for general information only. Any opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the guest speaker and do not necessarily represent the views of City of Parramatta Council. City of Parramatta Council is not responsible for any injury, loss or damage which you may directly or indirectly suffer in connection with this podcast. Mm-hmm.